swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. You can also go to whoever your podcast provider may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Tell your friends, tell your mom. <laughs> also, going over to what is that? Twitch.tv slash Control Issues Pod. We put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. AMC, how you living? Living well. Had a, had a two-week layoff. A lot happened within that time. I uh, The biggest thing being your boy was just bedridden for a day and then was battling to get back to his feet. And then it is now standing strong after, after an incident. Um... Yeah, saw saw Black Panther with Marissa uh, last night. Went on a date night. Left oh, the kids at home. How did you like it? It was good. I I, I loved it actually. Uh, Namor was amazing. Um, fucking, I won't get into any of the details. Uh, have you seen it? No, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoyed it. I liked how they handled it. Um, they had a lot a lot to explain because they're pivoting from one hero to another hero so it's like a re-origin story in a sense so i enjoyed that aspect of it and then um yeah it's a uh, what's good is i i having watched the last movie i'd watched was thor and that was a very silly movie and so black panther was the opposite of that it was pretty serious you know dealing with you know the passing of Chadwick bozeman and you know and then everything that that like they wanted to handle that well while also telling like a good narrative so it wasn't as like it wasn't a fun story as far as like superheroes movies go which is good because it was a, a good change of pace um and yeah everything else was was right the music was good and the trailers were fire before they're about like 30 minutes of trailers but they were all awesome <laughs> um so yeah i i really enjoyed it looking forward to rewatching it again getting all those little details that i missed out but um yeah loved it loved loved the progression of wakanda and where that could be going and um yeah it's in good hands how about yourself, A-Dub? How you been these past two weeks? Uh, chilling, trying to wrap it up for the remainder of the year, get on that holiday break, start building that, that Lego Ultimate Collector Series, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Razorcrest. Oh, been so excited. 6,000 pieces, looking to put at least a solid four days of time on that, get it built, get it placed, admire my work. And then, uh, yeah, just getting, using the, using the winter time, to get my summer body getting back i'm back on b status gotta get to legend status might even get to god status we'll <laughs> see depends on how much i lose and how how good these clothes fit after the next 10 pounds 
we'll see how that's going. But other than that, just chilling, trying to live life, enjoy things, put kindness and compassion back into the world. Same old same. Well, how about video game and Adele? We got two weeks. A lot's happened. Yes. A, lot, a lot's come out. Yes. <laughs> quite a bit. And so uh, what have you been playing? Well, you already know about Overwatch 2 because mm-hmm. you know how we do. Your boy's getting a little tired with Arissa, learning a, a few more details and nuances about her play. Uh, there was a patch that came out recently with the Season 2 update and the introduction of the new tank hero, Ramatra. Uh, yeah, one update. It aimed to nerf Sojourn a little bit. It took down the effectiveness of her rail cannon at range, its charge rate and all that stuff. But what they also did was buffer a little bit by giving her an 11% increase to her to her rapid fire damage. So now your boy A-Dub is just cleaning up the floor because like I can I can live Without the rail cannon being as powerful as it is, it was a delightful treat, especially for taking down Widowmakers at range. However, it's all about unloading that 45 round clip at close range and chopping through any and everything in my way, which I'm doing 11% more effectively. If I'm not outright killing something, I'm leaving it hobbling, looking for healing, looking for a mercy, (laughs) looking for mercy. That's funny because you get none from me. Yeah. Overwatch 2, always awesome. I love coming back to it continually. Um, I also finally pulled the trigger on the Control Ultimate Edition for PS5. It got marked down to $10 in the end of the year sale. I rapidly ran through the story content there. Now I'm playing the DLC that I didn't get to experience on PS4 after I got that platinum. So yeah, really enjoying that with the rock solid performance mode. The game in 60 frames per second is exactly the way the Lord intended it to be played. Having a blast, getting more lore, having more tie-ins with the Alan Wake, with the Alan Wake story. And I'm just overall falling in love all over again with Jesse Faden's story as director of the FBC in the oldest house, battling the hiss. If you haven't played Control, you probably should because it is outstanding. Get over yourself. Get in the game. But the one that I've really been playing, well, Control was the one I've really been playing, but the one that I've really been looking forward to and finally got my hands on is Callisto Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it launched to a pretty good to average reception. I'm playing it myself, and... While it isn't exactly the game I had hoped it would be, it is still a great game. It is, at times, the most realistic thing I've ever looked at, especially with the spatial animations and the performances between your boy Josh Duhamel and your girl Karen Fukuhara, just lighting up the stage, trying to escape the Black Iron Prison on the moon of Callisto. So I'm having a good time with that. I'm a little over the halfway point. Uh, Pretty soon, I want to be able to tell you guys that I have beaten it and have either moved on to something else or have taken the time to go back and chip away at my backlog because I'm thinking about double platinum and control. I'm thinking about platinum and DLC. But yeah, Callisto Protocol, it's awesome. It's mostly melee focus. It's got an inventive means of implementing a melee system whereby you're having exchanges with these monsters while trying to bob and weave 
between their attacks, making you feel like Sugar Ray Leonard with a baseball bat. It's awesome. He's just dipping, dipping, swinging, knocking limbs off, hitting them in the tentacles. It's it's a good time. It's a good addition to horror. It's a nice return to form for Glenn Schofield in his new studio, Striking Distance. And yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what they have to offer and looking forward to seeing more from the universe of Callisto Protocol. They got a season pass with some additional content, additional animations. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's what I would up to. But AMC, what have you been playing? I've been playing three games. Yeah, three games I've been playing. Um, first one, the one that we've been playing, that being Overwatch 2, putting in more work there as you already went through all that Season 2 stuff. Um, yeah, I've just been, been really enjoying it. Focusing on my support, um, running around with Lucio, Mercy, Moira, uh, putting a little work with ba- uh, not Bastion with uh, B- Batiste the other day. But yeah, the main the main one there was uh, playing with you. I might have just figured it out <laughs> with how how at least like when you're playing with Diva on certain levels, and I'm Lucio. The perfect combination. I w- I wanted to send you a clip of what I was doing, but it was. One of the, I think it was one of the, the only match that we won the other night in competitive, and it was a pretty uh, dominant win. And what I did during that match was one of our last, I think it was our last one. I think we won more than one, but it was our last one. We won. And, yeah, yeah. And we was, was getting it in. Yeah, it was our last one. And what I started doing was I literally just stood behind you because, you know, you got that diva, you got that huge hitbox, stood behind you, and I just had that healing going you know just cranking it whenever i needed to and i would just shoot through you <laughs> yeah so, i've been you, getting into that too like standing behind people and shooting through them while everybody else is fighting them yeah because like you always like i mean you always notice like that focus fire is just so dominant like when you like step out from a corner and you just see a million blasts coming at you mm-hmm. from your team it just like whittles you down in two seconds you disintegrate so, yeah. And so with that, like with Lucio, like I can just heal you, but it's not like a mercy thing where I have to choose between healing or offense. Even Baptiste, it's like you have to, like a lot of the characters, you have to choose between healing or offense. Like Zenyatta, he can get off that fire while healing. And then Lucio, he can get off that fire while healing. And so, yeah, just sitting behind you, shooting through your back. And as you focus and as you're strafing, I'm just strafing with you side to side. Yes. It was so perfect, so dominant. And we just like, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't get that first like that first point like we just held them off and so that's definitely a tactic that i'm gonna be taking more advantage of at least when uh when i'm able to you know utilize that based on you know, like level permitting and all that stuff really enjoying it liking that like how they're handling things with the different seasons and you know they, they cycle out levels they cycle in new stages and so now we're seeing all, all not new but you know stages that weren't around in season one are now available in season two so it's giving it a new a new feel you're having to relearn things having to adjust your your style based on the level layout so everything there is great to keep the game nice and fresh and enjoying all them perks i'm getting from that battle pass because i pay because i pay yeah. to win a dub yeah i win and then i pay <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh yeah enjoying that also been putting in some work in that Astro Chain. Really enjoying that the Platinum game. Platinum showing up at the Game Awards, and winning awards. In but yeah, fashion. 
Yeah, um, really enjoying Astro Chain, and I'm really I'm starting to get a feel for the combat. It was it was very not chaotic, but you know when you're when you're just juggling and comboing people, it can get a little crazy. And you also have the homie who's also juggling and comboing at the same time that you chain to. Um, it can get a little crazy, <laughs> but now I've kind of gotten the the feel of the combat down right to the point where. The biggest thing was uh, you would take their health down and it would quickly give you an option to, if you hit a different button, you could finish them and it would go into like a kill mechanic and you end up like getting like more source material and things like that from the, from the hall when you take out the enemy. Um, And I was, I guess, mistiming that to the point where I would just attack through that and then take down the enemy and not get the cool kill animation with the, you know, the extra resources. Uh, And so now I kind of have a feel for when that's going to happen to really create a more cinematic flow to the battle while also, you know, getting the most efficient as far as um, extracting resources from my enemies. So really love an alter chain, have a feel for the combat, have a feel for, you know, the parts in between when you go back to the headquarters and you got to talk to people. I know how to move through that a little quicker. Um, So yeah, just really enjoying the flow of that game. And then the third game is a game that I just started the other day. Only got in a few hours of gameplay. What? Wanted to squeeze it in because I wanted to just have some more game of the years in there for 2022. That being Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh, that's awesome. That, that, that open world, that open world Kirby game. I haven't played a Kirby in a minute. And so, um, didn't know it was co op, <laughs> just completely forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, that was awesome. So, immediately was like, all right, right when we get the option to go co op, we got that going. So, Marissa, we're moving through the world, really enjoying it. There's Kirby, there's the homie who is not at all like Kirby. He has like a spear and he has like his own set of attacks. I'm curious to see if you unlock other dudes throughout the game. But as of right now, it's just me and the homie. Um, Kirby, you know, Kirby has all the the good things that you would expect, but then there's that mouthful mode that was added into the game where the objects that you take on, you really get to absorb, I guess, their properties. Like, they had that before where you would absorb them and get, like, the hat, so you get, like, the Link hat with the sword and things like that. Yeah. But this one, it's like, you swallow a car, you become a car. (laughs) Now I'm driving through the level. I swallowed a cone. Then I was moving through the world as a cone. And the, the fun thing about that is there's then puzzles within the world that you um, can uncover as you're in the mouthful mouthful mode. Um, and with that, you get like the secrets um, because every level has a couple couple secret, uh, I guess, side quests within it that you have to find if you so choose. So, you know, they've, they've done a great thing with making, you know, a Kirby world that is worth exploring, but with the fun and cuteness of a Kirby, of a Kirby game. And so, yeah girlfriend game mercy and i are loving it can't wait to get back into that but hey dub looking forward to hearing more about it yes yes sir but hey dub this has been you know we were talking about our our 2022 games that we're enjoying squeezing those in for the game of the year well we just had an event that was to decide that game of the year once and for all because that game of the year was coming from that game awards Jeff Keeley presents the Game Awards 22-2-2. So, yeah, there was was so much, you know, people, you know, it's weird because people shit on the Game Awards. They want to try to just take away any of its contributions to the gaming Mm -hmm. landscape um, and what it means, its relevance. They want to knock down Jeff Keeley, say he's just all about having his best friend Kojima around. He puts on an event just to get Kojima to come out to LA. Chasing clout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
but man, this year, this was this was the year to shut up the haters, even though you know they're gonna show up anyways. But this exactly. was the year to set it up, and Jeff Keighley showed up strong with so many announcements, too many announcements, but so many announcements. So A dub. <laughs> You know how we like to do, we like to trade off with going through these events and things that caught our eye, making our way to the biggest of the announcements. So, A-Dub, you can lead off. Where would you like to start with the Game Award announcements? With the announcements? I mean, I may as well start where they started with Super Giants next game. Hades 2, 2, 2, 2. <laughs> so as you guys are probably... Think it to yourself too, but Supergiant doesn't usually make sequels. They're making one now. I imagine Hades was just too big of a just darling of a game for them to one and done it. So we were greeted with a, a cinematic opening of a sparring match between a witch and a young lady. She's got glowing feet. She's got a translucent green arm. They're going at it. It looks amazing. We see her reveal her face. She's got the same eyes as what I'm assuming is her father, Zagreus. So we then get thrown into the gameplay exposition where it's Hades through and through, but we got ourselves a new protagonist. We got ourselves a new moveset, new skills, new enemies. So it's going to be very exciting. And this game is slated to arrive in 2023-3. AMC, are your socks still on after seeing the Hades 2 trailer? Uh, I am so pumped. I cannot wait. Um, I like the route that they're going. It's, it seems like they're focusing on the Titans. Um, I like that they changed up the protagonist. So we'll see what that's what's going on there. What's what's the relation? How that's all working out? Um, and yeah, they created such an in- interesting world. They could have continued right where the last game left off. But I like that it's it's somewhat of a pivot, even though I'm sure there's there's going to be a connection there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm liking it. It's everything that you loved about Hades. It looks like it's all of that and then some. They did so much with the uh, the first game, and I would love to see how they plan to tweak that formula to make it even more unique. Like one one of the things with uh, Hades was it was one of those games where with each run you felt like it was a unique run because of all the dialogue uh, options, uh, all the affinities that you could have with certain characters as they reveal themselves to you, the different areas that you come across that you wouldn't come across on every run. Um, and so, yeah, I like to see how they're, how they plan to do that and just, you know, I, I, I assume multiply it. Uh, and so, yeah, they, they had their first game. It was such a hit, somewhat of a sleeper hit, if, if you will say, um, a game that like showed up at the game awards, got nominated for game of the year. I think won best indie game that year um, and caught a lot of people by surprise. Cause that was definitely during a time where people, I mean, they still are like this, but it was definitely during a time where people were trying to, you know, not give any type of credibility to roguelikes. <laughs> the moaning, the, the genre. Yeah. And then, you know, Hades just comes out of nowhere. It's nominated is winning awards. Um, the sleeper game that's, you know, for a limited time on the switch at the time. Uh, so yeah, it was just a game that caught people by surprise and ended up blowing people's minds. And yeah, I'm super excited. It's funny to see that super giant also saw something here. The fact that they would want to go back to this game as opposed to, you know, starting a, a new game. And so, yeah, because of that, it shows that they enjoyed the, the one, the reception of the game and, and the process of making it. And so, yeah, I can't wait to see 
what comes with this one, A-Dub. How about oh, yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm overly excited about it. That was That's a big way to start the show. And yeah, we're going to be diving back into that beautifully animated, skillfully drawn, extravagantly voice acted world. We're going to have all those characters. We're going to have new relationships, new secrets, new weapons to discover as we go on the journey with what is appearing to be Zagreus' daughter to take down Kronos. <laughs> so I'm ready. Uh, it, they even show you man Hades and chains. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. Uh, it seems like a lot has happened since the conclusion of the original game. And I can't wait to discover it. I'm sure you can't wait as well, but we'll get into our next reveal. AMC, where are you going to take it? Oh, this was a big one, A-Dub. This one was over the top. This is, I, I would describe it as the expendables of the video gaming <laughs> space. This one being called Crime Boss, Rock A City. <laughs> Rock A. Rock A City. <laughs> Rock A City. <laughs> Let's see, so publisher, I took this off from IGN. Publisher 505 Games has Ugh. unveiled Crime Boss, Rocket City, <laughs> and it features a star-studded cast that includes Mike Ma- Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, Danny Glover, yes, Kim Basinger, yes, Danny Trejo, your boy, yes, and your boy, your boys, Vanilla Ice, Ice, oh. Ice, baby. The boy, of boys, is undoubtedly Michael Rooker. Your boy Rip Van Winkle <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Let's see. The game looks. The game looks to be a stealth action first-person shooter that tasks players with becoming leaders of a criminal underworld in a fictional version of '90s Florida. I mean, they got they got everybody. A dub. What did you think of this trailer of this game with this star-studded cast of? Actors that I'm pretty sure a lot of gamers have no idea if they're young enough <laughs> who these uh, people are. <laughs> a little, a little good and a little bad. Uh, for the bad, it personally it doesn't really appeal to me as a game. But on the good side, um, this is one of the many, the many. What can I say? Signposts or the many signs that gaming is reaching a whole new level because. That star-studded cast is out of this world. Like, if that was a movie, that's something that would be a huge film that would do big numbers on any given day. So to see that kind of talent in a video game and knowing that, you know, we keep getting this kind of stuff. We had Angela Bassett in Horizon Forbidden West. We had what were we at? Like David Spade in one of the Call of Duties. And not David Spade. Um, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I wish we had David Spade. <laughs> but yeah man like we keep getting get keanu reeves and cyberpunk we got i'll talk about that later but like keanu reeves and cyberpunk yeah. yeah man it's i'm all about hollywood finally recognizing and in a way legitimizing video games as one of the best creative mediums that are out there and we get this kind of talent in these kind of games, it's just going to take the performances and the storytelling to a whole new level. So, you know, <laughs> a whole new level. Oh, geez. oh, that's Warren G. Sorry, I thought that was new eyes for a second. But yeah, and 
Oh, yeah, overall, that's the good and the bad of it. You know, I'll, I'll wait to see more gameplay and exactly what kind of game it is. Apparently, it looks like it's first person, so that's immediately kind of a turnoff. However, if it turns out to be something special, if it controls well, if it has a good array of content, then it's something that I'll probably keep an eye on and maybe even get into one of these days. AMC, how did you feel? Um, yeah, pretty much there. It's a, it's a spectacle for sure. Curious to see... Um what they do with that cast i mean if you're going to put the money into getting that type of cast hopefully you have the goods to come along with it as far as gameplay goes um i mean yeah we've seen this with like kojima putting his his star study cast together and it seemed like it was like purely a kojima thing we saw cyberpunk our cd project red dip into that well and and start to you know pull some big names in there but yeah the a game that like i am <laughs> i am not aware of, of from a studio um yeah to, to come out of nowhere with this cast um i'm i'm super excited to see what they do with this like hopefully it's not just you know just a mess of a game with this crazy cast of people who probably don't know what they're a part of um hopefully they they really make the most of this and then we start to see you know just more of what games can do when they start to see like this, these types of budgets get put into the um you know the name like making a name for the game <laughs> it'd be interesting to see just uh, how much that uh connects with the community but uh, i'm interested i'm interested because it is it is funny it's just a lot of actors that you know for us it's definitely that, that hits like our age group mm -hmm. but like for super young kids um it'll be interesting to see how they react to a game like this yeah but let's keep it going a dub what you got what, what game to that next reveal i'm gonna give you one i'm gonna give you one that falls into my wheelhouse since i completed the base game we got an announcement for the dlc to horizon forbidden west 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 y'all yes it's called the burning shores dlc and if you're paying close attention you would see that that's the polar opposite of the frozen wilds dlc that came out for horizon zero dawn so we go from fire we go from ice to fire and yeah burning shores this one hits a little close to home and it's something that i'm definitely going to be checking out because it takes place right here at home in los angeles yeah the trailer <laughs> op <laughs> the trailer opens up shows off the griffith observatory it shows off the capitol records building and it even shows off the Hollywood sign. Of course, all these locations are basically battered and beaten and weathered and overgrown. So it'll be interesting to explore not only Los Angeles proper, but also to explore it in this post-apocalyptic rendition. Uh, as typical of what I do, I'm going to be far more interested in going around the map and trying to find places that I know, see if my house is there, see if my apartment's there. <laughs> and yeah, go just going all around and just trying to find things that look familiar and see exactly the great level of detail that they're going to be putting into it. So this DLC, it's coming out April 19th, 2023, and it's PS5 exclusive. Uh. <laughs> but yeah man the trailer looks awesome i mean they didn't show us much they showed us the locale and but they did give us one big piece of information and it looks like the giant walking fortresses that are fossilized all over the world of horizon zero dawn and forbidden west we're going to be 
dealing with one of them a live one so that's got me extremely pumped and yeah just to see how Aloy navigates that whole encounter and just what what kind of objectives and tasks you're going to have when it comes to figuring out how to take that thing down. I'm extremely excited. So AMC, uh, I don't think you've played either the Horizons yet, but you've seen trailers, you've seen my gameplay, twitch.tv slash control issues pod. But yeah, Matt, what do you think about this DLC for Horizon Forbidden West? Yeah, it looks cool. Um, as you said, anytime you got you got SoCal, namely LA, Hollywood, um, places just in our backyard in a video game. I'm always interested. Um, you know, Aloy had made made her way up to to San Fran, up to NorCal, got a taste of that life, but in the bay. You need to come down to Death Row. And so yeah, um it'd be cool. It'll be interesting to see how they utilize the environment and make it, you know, a horizon environment, but familiar still. Uh and yeah, I, I like that it, it is um exclusive to the PS5. Um that was one of the things people like people tried to, you know, bend over backwards to say how, you know, Horizon Forbidden West was held back by the old hardware. And so now they can't use that excuse with this one. Um, and so, yeah, and, and if anything, I want to see if they do, if there is a difference, how they will take advantage of that now, especially knowing having, you know, longer to get a feel of the um, the new hardware and all everything that came with that to see how they can utilize that in this DLC. So, you know, it could be a big step up or it could be just more awesome Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and yeah, so looks cool looks great and i'm interested to hear how you liked it how was the uh was it frozen wilds how was that received when it came out uh, uh well i suppose did you, did you not, not overly well i did not play it i okay. think i have it i might have it but okay. i never got around to playing it i was supposed to go back and do a ultra hard run new game plus mode damn, but damn. never got around to it yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's get into the next game. Hey, done. Next game. Hey, done. Uh, this one. Uh, this is a follow up to a game that was an awesome girlfriend game. Hey, duh. Um, yeah. Celeste Creators, next game. Earthblade gets a first look trailer. First look, look, look. Let's see. Celeste developer, extreme, extremely okay games has shared a first look trailer. Extremely okay. We're doing, we're doing good. If you played Celeste, that's funny because that's like what the game is all about. It's like you're doing good, you're doing all right. It's okay. That was like the game was very um heartfelt. It was all about um taking the especially a game that was like very high, not high stakes, but you know a lot of pinpoint accuracy when it came to the pl platforming. There was a lot of um, it's okay if you failed and you can do it and don't don't feel the need to put more pressure on yourself than necessary like they even like they have hidden things within the game but it's like don't worry you'll still get the good ending <laughs> so they, just, they just like let you know like just play the game at your own pace do you even though you're going to die about like 800 times in this game uh, let's see so uh celeste developer extremely okay games has shared a first like trailer of its upcoming Earthblade. It has confirmed it will be released in 2024 the game was previously described as a 2D ex uh, explorer action game. It features a gorgeous art style with simply that simply sings in motion. All right. Um, yes, 
it's it's holding on to that that retro look that you that you knew and loved from Celeste. But now you know that that Celeste was all about stages. So you would kind of it's all about like getting from one place to, to another. You're climbing a mountain and you get to an area and you got to platform a certain way to get to the other side and you got to figure it out. It's a puzzle in itself. And yeah, you're just moving from stage to save, stage to stage, and it would save often which is great, but you die it often, yada, yada, yada. This one, it's a, a huge map. Um, as you mentioned, you thought maybe it was giving you Metroidvania vibes. Um, what did you think of this game when you saw it? Uh, at first, I thought it was adorable. I mean, once they once they said from the makers of Celeste, I was all ears and all eyes. And yeah, just the art style. I like their take on fantasy. You're playing a, a young woman who can travel through fate, I guess is what they said in the game. And she's got horns. She's, I guess she has the earth blade or she's looking for the earth blade and she's navigating this beautifully detailed pixelated world. Like I said, it gave me Metroidvania vibes because it looks like it has all the, all the typical trappings of a Metroidvania, although they didn't say anything about gaining abilities, which increase your ability to navigate the world itself. However, you still have to give more. But yeah, it's I I always was, you know, very positive about Celeste. I haven't got her to play it yet. E single did. So Earthlight though looks like it's a bit more up my alley as it isn't just a, a raw platformer. It's got action, it's got enemy variety, it's got hazards, and it looks like there's gonna be quite a bit of nuance and just really detail oriented kind of like okay this happens but then that thing's there and then that's gonna happen i can knock them and that do this jump here you know they they showed off like at least one ability like a like a teleport to your weapon kind of ability a la final fantasy 15 which your boy noctis so i'm anxious to see more of what that game's going to be doing uh at the game awards this was the one title that had the the furthest release date because pretty much everything else is slated for 2023 so it's going to be a very long wait for this one but you know what it's looking like it just might be worth it so i am excited all right what you got next day dev that's i got i got some big news i got some news that just completely made my year for 2023 may have made my generation well let's just say it made my year because there's another announcement that made my generation but this is diablo 4 news mm. and we got exactly the piece of information we've been looking for amc yeah. we know when it's coming we know when Lilith is coming <laughs> yes diablo 4 will officially launch on june 6 2023 in addition there will also be a public beta coming beforehand and your boy A-Dub wants to stay as far away from it as possible. I want my Diablo 4 experience to begin with the full release from the beginning so I can rapidly level my char character up to max, get to those Paragon levels. Hopefully there's an adventure mode and I will continue to explore the builds, the gear, the classes, the synergies all the different legendary affixes. I'm pumped, AMC. This this was the only information that I wanted. This was the information I got. And that just completely 
cinched everything for me. I'm so excited. Might even play a little Diablo three, get a get another character going in the meantime, just to get the juices going. How did you feel about finally knowing when we can get our hands on this assured masterpiece of the title? Yeah, I think it's the perfect position right there in the middle of the summer. Um or to kick off the summer if you're looking at it from a school perspective. Yeah, uh I love it. It uh I didn't want the game to be too late in the year, but I also fear that if it came out too early that, you know, just you know, it might be overshadowed by Elden Ring. The beginning of the year is so stacked as it is. And to have something like a must play like this game come out, it would definitely just push a lot of games that, you know, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on. It would just push those aside and possibly those games wouldn't wouldn't be played at least until like fall. Uh, and so now it, get, it opens up the beginning of the year. I can kind of get an idea of what I want to play before Diablo comes out. And then, um, yeah, and then once Diablo comes out, I can look at what is going to be coming out around June and July and know that I won't be playing any of those games. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah uh, I probably won't be playing anything for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Got to uh, get at least a couple hundred hours in before I'm ready to move to something else. And then, you know, he comes back for more. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um if anything, it with everything that's been going on with Overwatch, I there had been a long layoff of me playing multiplayer games, you know, outside of couch co-op and it with Marissa. But just loving Overwatch and seeing how that's been able to work, knowing that all right, there definitely will be time for AMC to hop on with A dub, do a do a rift or whatever their version of a rift is in that game kick up that world tier mm-hmm. um yeah uh, you gotta fight your way to the higher difficulty <laughs> levels i think that is just a genius innovation yeah exactly so i'm i'm pretty pumped to um to one play that from a single player perspective but also knowing that i'll be able to hop on and get a couple runs with a dub every now and then that just adds another layer to it and so yeah i am i'm am so excited for diablo i cannot wait um it's gonna be everything yes what you got amc what's Uh, next this is interesting um so i'm always waiting for my first version of these games and this one caught my eye i might have to play a dub that being warhammer 40k space marine 2 at the game awards 2022 we were treated to the first gameplay footage of warhammer 40k space marine 2 which is set to be released on ps5 xbox series x and s and pc in 2023 the trailer showcased the defenders of mankind fighting against the rising darkness that includes skeletons demons and monsters of the like yeah um this game looked fun shooter but um I enjoyed seeing just some of the set pieces that they had going on with the game. It seems like they're just stepping up the presentation of these Warhammer games. And this one just looks like just looks like a fun game that, you know, never being an Xbox guy, so not really ever getting into Gears of War. Um, it gives it gives off those vibes. And um, yeah, just seeing this trailer, I was definitely pumped. I was like, holy shit, I might this might be the, the Warhammer game that I end up playing. So, yeah. Same. Yeah, so this game caught my eye. What did you what did you think when you saw this trailer? Again? I mean, the game looks phenomenal. It 
like it, I can't even put into words how great it looks because it's in every direction that you gaze, there's some kind of activity going on, whether it's just hellfire falling from the skies or things flying around or buildings being destroyed or the blood of your enemies spouting from every orifice in the path of your chain blade. It's crazy. And this looks like it might be the Warhammer game that pushes the Warhammer family of of video games beyond the tipping point. So I'm very excited for it. I will more than likely be playing it because it just, it looks too good to pass up. And yeah, like you said, it's a shooter, but you know, there's also a lot of up close melee and they do it in a just uniquely Warhammer fashion where, you know, it's not like other games where you have maybe a handful of enemies or, you know, you get rushed by them, but at any time only one ever steps up to fight you and you're like just trying to manage which direction the next one's coming from. It looks like you're just in the middle of the horde unloading raw murder in every direction, fighting everything, picking zerglings up by the neck, <laughs> snapping up a two, and just whipping that chain blade around, sawing through all manner of minions. Like it's the most beautiful chaos I've witnessed in a very long time. So yeah, the moment I can get my hands on that, I shall, unless it's too close to Diablo and then, you know, it's <laughs> just going to have to wait. What you got next, eh, Doug? What I got next, what I got next. Uh, what do I have next, actually? Well, I'll go to an oldie but a goodie. Because we got some cyberpunk news, and this mm. relates to my initial diatribe about how Hollywood is finally getting into video games and helping to further legitimize the medium. We got a bit more information about the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, Phantom Liberty. We already know we got your boy Keanu returning to reprise his role as Johnny Silverhand, but we also got a new special guest in the mix. We got the focal point of the Phantom Liberty DLC in the form of your man playing the character Solomon Reed, the venerable, the 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 outrageous, the incredible, the unstoppable Idris Elba. Damn, damn. <laughs> So immediately when this news broke, my initial thought was, I really hope I don't have to kill him <laughs> because I, I need that man in that game just just so that I can, like, go up there and get that that repeated dialogue after you run his mission tree out. You know, every now and then just to hear that voice, that buttery, smooth baritone, that that string of bell, that Luther. <laughs> yeah, man. Love me some Midgets album. Glad that he's going to be making an appearance in this game. Uh, the Cyberpunk DLC, as we know, is current gen only. So you last gen users, you better upgrade while you can. This DLC is planned to be released in 2023. And we also got some additional news in the time after the Game Awards, where it seems that we can expect not so much a game of the year edition of Cyberpunk 2077, but at least a complete edition that includes all the DLC. So keep an eye on that if you've been interested and haven't jumped in yet. AMC, I know you already have Cyberpunk, so you'd be in the same boat as me getting this DLC separately. Um, how did you feel when you saw this trailer and 
the reveal of your boy Idris Elba. I love it. Um, one, it's a, it's more of a good game that, um, despite what some people might try to tell you, yeah. um, the game's in it's a good a place. Flop. It's a good. It's in a good place on the PS5 to the point now where they can focus on putting out, you know, that next gen patch for um, the Witcher, and yeah, um, and it's great because they're just adding more to this game that, by all accounts, people are enjoying now. And now that there is a a good version of the game to play. Let's get more content there, um, and they they know what makes this game work, and it's great that they're still investing. Like this type of investment into story content by way of the fact that they've gotten another big name actor to show up in the story of their game. So it's not just, you know, more more Keanu Reeves and what his character has to offer in another side quest. It's um, a completely new character and more of Keanu Reeves and what he has to offer in another side quest. So it's, it's great. It's an extension CD Projekt Red, they know how, at this point, they know how to do presentation when it comes to quests and dialogue and things along those lines. And so, yeah, having your boy show up, it's not a thing of, you know, with the game that I had mentioned earlier that had Michael Rooker and Mark, Michael Madsen and everybody. It came like, yeah, and, and Chuck Norris. That was a game where it's like, who knows how that game is going to be gameplay-wise. We know at this point that they've figured out cyberpunk they've got it to a game that's very enjoyable to play and so now they're just adding great talent on top of it for the presentation and so you know it's it's um it's a five tool player it can do everything right and so yeah i'm i'm super pumped for this i can't wait to eventually play some cyberpunk and knowing that there's some awesome dlc just waiting for me on top of that it's going to be something that i'm going to be looking forward to playing down the line well, is there anything else you're going to look forward to playing among uh, the announcements? Yeah, this one is a feel-good story. You know, I watched um, Black Panther, and they had their their whole tribute to Chadwick Boson's passing. Well, we got an update in Suicide Squad into a passing that we had recently, and some, I guess, good news there. Um, maybe, maybe something that can be that can feel a little bit cathartic for people. We learned that Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League will include your boy Kevin Conroy. Yes, um, let's see. His Along- last performance is Batman. Yeah, alongside revealing that Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League will be released on May 26, twenty twenty three. So. Right before Diablo, uh, the Game Awards took a moment to pay tribute to the late Kevin Conroy, who has been confirmed to voice Batman one last time in the upcoming Rocksteady title. Um, yeah, in the trailer, we saw the Justice League. They had just taken down the Flash. They were dragging his carcass. And you see a silhouette of Batman. Harley notices it. She walks up to it. It's a cardboard cutout of your boy mm, Batman. So she thinks she's let off the hook. But then you see, I am the vengeance in the night. Yeah, and then Batman is revealed. We we learn that it's going to be voiced by Kevin Conroy. So yeah, um, that's awesome. You know, it's kind of like that thing with, uh, you know, being an L.A. native. We are all too familiar with um, the passing of, of a great figure, that being Tupac Shakur, and then getting mm-hmm. content uh post-mortem so it'll be nice for some people who thought that they had had everything that they had that they could get with kevin conroy getting this one last taste um of you know just the magic that he brought to 
uh, Batman. And so, yeah, this is absolutely awesome. What did you think about this announcement? And does this get you any more excited for um, Suicide Squad? Not necessarily excited, but I do feel kind of an, an obligation to support the game, to support Kevin posthumously, because, I mean, that man has done so much for Batman. He basically is Batman as far as I'm concerned. There is no better Batman than Kevin Conroy. So, yeah, man, anything I can do to show my my love and appreciation for that man and his work, I will do, which means support Suicide Squad. It already looked like a great game to me from the official gameplay reveal trailer. The more that they show, the more I'm impressed with the writing and the performances from the ensemble cast of characters. So just knowing Batman's in there and is going to have some interplay going on with him as well, then yeah, that's just a bonus. So I am interested in, while not entirely excited, I am intrigued to see how exactly they're going to pull this off and create situations where the Suicide Squad is, in fact, going to be taking down the Justice League. Like you said, they were dragging the Flash around, having defeated him. So we know that that's going to be an encounter of some kind. And just to figure out how they deal with someone that fast. <laughs> like, how, how do you stop someone who is the physical embodiment of speed? So that that alone is going to be interesting. I want to see if how if and how they deal with Wonder Woman. Uh, I imagine the Aquaman stuff is going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully, your boy King Shark or I don't know what his name is, but the the Shark Man. Hopefully, they have like a little beef or some extra lines of dialogue when they're fighting. So that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. And yeah, rest in peace, Kevin Cobb. Yes. What else you got, Adele? Well, I got one that I didn't expect, and I'm very excited for. It's also coming very soon. We finally got the gameplay reveal for Star Wars Jedi Survivor 5 and 5. I will survive. See, your man Cal Kestis is back. He has grown a beard. He's got all manner of lightsabers at his disposal, and he's coming to you on March 17th of 2023. So we don't exactly know the details. Uh, Cal ends up finding someone who's been left inside of a chamber. They have one arm. We don't know what they're about. We don't know what he needs them for. Uh, we've seen just a plethora of new mechanics and expanded gameplay. I mean, we're seeing an air dash, we're seeing grappling hooks, we're seeing the the dual lightsabers become it, its own style rather than just a move within the move set of the double-ended lightsaber. And we even got treated to the introduction of the Kylo Ren saber that handles a lot like a heavy sword, like a claymore or something like that. So. Basically, we go from a game where we've had two lightsaber styles to one where we now have four. And it seems like we also have all the requisite animations to help bring those to life. Uh, most notably, we see Cal dashing at a bunch of enemies, shooting rapid fire blaster bolts at him. And he is just twirling those sabers in either hand, blocking all the blaster bolts. And I'm just like, yo, your boy is nuts right now. That's some Anakin Skywalker shit. Uh, we're seeing that. He's in these just massive 
beautifully detailed worlds. They've got mounts. They've got mounted combat. He's he's gliding through the air a la Breath of the Wild, a la Forbidden West, a la Just Cause, the originator. Let it be known. Uh, we, we got new characters. It looks like we got all kinds of bounty hunters in the mix. We got all manner of droids and they're getting slashed to ribbons in classic Star Wars fashion. We got the we got the tried and true force abilities coming back, however, with new kinds of spins. Uh, we see him grab an enemy with the force, but this time he turns them around and uses their weapons against his homies. So yeah, man, it, it looks like this might be the Uncharted 2 moment for Respawn and the Star Wars Jedi Survivor franchise. Uh, this is looking to be yet another win for EA in a climate where they're still being raked over the coals and damned for everything they do and everything they don't. Uh, Jedi Survivor, along with another reveal from EA at the show that, you know, it, the reveal, it, it didn't really show much. It was a cinematic trailer, but it's coming out of their EA Originals uh, program and it same program that gave you it takes two and a way out to very highly regarded and loved games so personally it this on a side note of the star wars announcement i think ea has done plenty to shake the negative stigma that people have attached to them for all eternity they keep churning out the hits like they said something then they gave you the thing that you wanted and I also find it funny how it took them losing the Star Wars license to make what will be two of the greatest Star Wars games of all time. So that was rather interesting. But AMC, how did you feel about the gameplay reveal and the March 17th release date for Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Yeah, it looks great. Um, it takes two game of the year winner at the game awards last year don't forget that um so yeah ea showing up strong um we got iron man coming by way of ea um so yeah they they have plenty of games to look forward to jedi survivor looked awesome didn't play the first one not sure i'll ever get to it um just more of a uh i'm more looking forward to the other Star Wars stuff when it comes to that universe. So that's mm -hmm. like, I guess my hold off right now with that game, but it looks great. Um, was fun to finally see the, uh, or not finally, but to see the actor who is um, the character is based on. Uh, it was funny. There was a moment when they showed him with the lightsaber, but it was more of his silhouette. And I was like, is that Jeff Keighley with a, with a lightsaber? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I thought too. Like Jeff is kidding. <laughs> And then yeah, no, and then uh, a handsome actor walked out, and so yeah, it's uh, it was great. looked looked fun. Looks like it's a continuation of what they've done, and they've built on that to take it to another level. You got you got grappling hooks and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, has all those those good vibes that you would expect from the Star Wars universe in a Jedi oriented game. And so yeah, it'd be great to see. He's got he, he didn't have facial hair in the first game, right? Nah. Yeah, so he's got a little hair on his chest now. You're not yeah. as much of a Padawan. <laughs> you got that experience. <laughs> yeah. So he got that, got that seasoning on him. Got that he got that grown man density on him. Got that gruff. Um and so yeah. Um I'm interested to see where they go with this character. You know, the first game was received very well. And yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with that. It's gonna be great, A dub. But what else you got, AMC? All right, here's a big one, A-Dub. We've been waiting to hear about this game for so long. 
didn't know what was going on. You know, people try to sleep on the Game Awards, try to say that they don't show up with anything of interest. Well, this was one of the biggest takeaways from this event, A-Dub. We finally got to see Ken Levine's next game, A-Dub. Let's see. Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock, has finally revealed his much-anticipated game, Judas. Looking, looking to my sides, and I see a man planting. Uh, let's see, <laughs> details are scarce, but it looks to be a narrative-driven single-player first-person shooter that definitely gives off some Bioshock and space vibes. Now you're wondering why the name is Judas. So let's get right into that. Uh, disintegrating starship, a desperate escape plan. The official pre- press release shares: You are the mysterious and troubled Judas. You only hope for survival is your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke, or will you leave it to burn? That it burn. Yeah, so this game <laughs> is interesting. They showed some of the side characters you'll be coming up against. Um, they showed at one point one of, and they look like all all bad guys for the most part. And they showed at one point you're working with the character as like they hop on a thing and they start shooting up an enemy. Um, looks like you got abilities. The character, the main character, had you know just had something going on with her hands uh like you could probably describe it better but there's a circle it's got a little bit of power going on in there and then she's blasting robots um has a very interesting universe has everything that you would love from you know the person that made bioshock what he could do with a, a totally new universe and um yeah it just had so much going on in this trailer especially in a year where we're next year we're we're going to be getting atomic hearts a game that a lot of people are comparing to you know bioshock vibes to know that we're also going to be getting now the i guess the the successor to bioshock from the man um and at least there will be some space because you know as we discussed with this year you you played some Callisto protocol and there's a lot of you know dead space comparisons and not unfortunately but we do have dead space coming out early next year so there's not too much of uh of a distance in release window between these two games that are comparisons what's good is we know we got atomic hearts next year but we don't know much about judas so the assumption is we got a little time so that atomic hearts will be able to stand on its own and then judas will be showing up later to be doing its own bit of damage a dub a person who played bioshock who loved bioshock what did you think of this reveal I think it looks like the Bioshock that Ken Levine has wanted to make for a long time. I mean, we've, we've seen what he's done. It's outstanding. But this one with him having his own studio rather than being, you know, just working under 2K and doing his thing that way. Yeah, it's it's over the top. It's It's like Bioshock to the nth degree. I don't exactly know what the circles on her hands are. Like, all that's a mystery. And yes, I said her. We got a female protagonist. Social justice. Go somewhere with all that bullshit. Look, we got ourselves what looks like yet another great game coming. We got different kinds of weapons. We have the delightfully decrepit and weird environments, the just creepy and frightening people twisted by whatever snake oil they were sold to come to this community before everything fell into disarray. You know, we have just, it, it's the most interesting thing to me about this is that it's coming in the same year that we're getting atomic hearts, which is also obviously inspired or at least taking inspiration from Bioshock. So not only 
do we get something in the vein of that classic franchise, but then we also get the next game from the originator of Bioshock as well. So that's a double win. It reminds me, it reminds me of the year that we got both go 2020 when we got Ghost of Tsushima and Star Wars. Did they they Jedi. gave a they gave a release date for it? Uh I don't think they gave an exact date, but I know oh, that they okay. they said 2023. Okay. So we can look forward to that. And yeah, like I said in 2020 we had Ghost of Tsushima and we also had Star Wars Jedi. I don't know. Oh, Fallen Order. That's right. I'm just so excited about all these new games. I can't even remember the old ones that well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it, those are in the same vein as a Sekiro as far as the combat. So to see the basically was the spiritual successor to Bioshock as well as something that was inspired by it coming in the same year. That's just a double whammy of goodness that I'll be all on board for. I'm looking forward to discovering the secrets and just all the mysteries that the world of Judas is going to hold. I want to learn character i want to learn more about that world how everything fell apart and what i need to do to get the hell up out of there yeah what else do you got a dub what else do i got well i may as well take this time to get to my game of the show my game of whatever year this comes out which is next year my game of the generation my long-awaited game since ps3 the game that i've been asking for at every showcase the game i've been asking for at every award show the game i have been asking for every time from software makes a new announcement well this time i finally get what i want this is my day we finally got the announcement and the teaser trailer for armored core six 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 Doing an extra six there because I know a lot of y'all superstitious believe in that bullshit. But anyway, from software, they had a big night at the game awards. They were just sweeping awards left and right, trading off shots with God of War, Ragnarok. But at at a critical moment in the show, let's just say, from software dropped the bomb. They announced Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon. It's going to be coming out sometime in 2023. Uh, the trailer, obviously all cinematic. That's typically how they reveal Armored Cores, but we see a lot of interesting things that give us an idea of what we might be able to expect when this game hits next year. Uh, we see a red flash that seems to engulf the entire solar system, and then we're left on an ashen world to pick up the remains of what remains. Uh, we're we start with a shot of a mech collecting parts from a battlefield and loading it in, into its cargo that it's carrying on its back. When we see explosions off in the distance, the camera cuts to another mech having a battle against a bunch of smaller robots and just absolutely decimating them because this is our record and this is what we do. Uh, we see all kinds of things that are indicative of what we can possibly expect within the game itself. There's one mech that's using an energy shield to block some incoming missiles. There's another mech that's being shot at, but deflecting the shots with the force field of Kojima particles that we've come to know and love from the Armored Core 4 run. Uh, we see another mech with a, what is it, a, a metal pile on their wrist that they use to puncture and pierce 
other mechs with deadly force. You know, we got, got missiles going everywhere. We're seeing automated defenses with Gatling gun barrels getting red hot, smoking, just oh man. all the all the typical trappings of an armored core are represented in the trailer in some way or fashion. So while we don't know exactly what to expect, we can all look forward to the release and the return of the original flagship franchise that should have put FromSoft on the map 15 years ago, Armored Core 6. AMC, I don't know if you've ever gotten into or played any of the Armored Cores, but with the meteoric rise to notoriety that From Software has enjoyed over the past decade or so, as well as the overwhelming success of Elden Ring, how do you feel about the reveal of something that by and large looks like a major departure from what we've known to come from from software over the years recently. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see how, what they do, how, what their take on this game is, what their what their what they've learned from you know the success of you know the Souls style games to the Sekiro's to Elden Ring, and how they can now implement that back into what they've already you know had within their realm of knowledge when it came to armored core series and how they can blend that and also then the biggest thing just the the new hardware and how they could take advantage of that to then take that franchise to the next level yeah i have no history with um armored armored core um i i'm i'm interested i'm i'm interested to see how they handle it because I will say this, um, playing Elden Ring, I enjoyed Elden Ring, but I definitely, um, I, I took a break and I haven't gone back to it. I eventually would like to go back to that game. But um, yeah, I did stop playing that game eventually. And that was my big worry because I also stopped playing Bloodborne and never went back to that. So there is like a part of me that's like, um, I know Blood, uh, From Software makes great games. I just don't know if their games are for me necessarily. And so, yeah, and because of that, seeing Armor Core, I'm excited to see how you take to it when it comes oh, out. Oh, I'm going to take um, to it, boy. But um, on a personal level, yeah, not like a thing where it's like, oh, I, I got to get this one day one now. If anything, maybe because it's not like another of that Souls Elk um, of those games, maybe it will interest me. But yeah, I've just never been into these style of games. And so um, maybe they do something and I'm just in a different headspace for now. I'm all about it. I keep an open mind especially once you start to see the gameplay reveals and everything that will go into it. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they handle this game and uh, the current generation with that PS5 with the haptic feedbacks and the adaptive triggers and all that shit. They could really do something fun with this game sound-wise and everything that comes on top of it. So um, I'm keeping an open mind. Definitely a huge reveal. And yeah, I can't wait to now see all the Armored Core fans you know, rejoice and then pick this game apart until we get to see more of what this has to offer. Well, the Ravens are indeed rejoicing. I'm seeing Armored Core fans that I never even knew existed, and it just feels great to be able to have discussions about the franchise again in this day and age, so long after the release of Armored Core 5 Verdict Day. Uh, insofar as what kind of game it's going to be, you know, typically we could expect something akin to Armored Core's past, hopefully. But uh, the game, 
it was directed by Miyazaki in its concept phases, and then direction was handed off to the person who led the Sekiro team. So that person also worked on pretty much all the Dark Souls, except Dark Souls 2, as well as Bloodborne, and notably Sekiro. Uh, there was some information saying that they would be taking some of what they learned from the Souls franchise and implementing it into the world of Armored Core. So that could mean absolutely anything. And the last thing that we should go in expecting is that Armored Core is just going to be a Souls game with mechs. Uh, there is a lot that comes with Armored Core that differentiates it not only from its sister IPs, but also from everything else in this industry. So, you know, it it's going to be great getting more information and finally seeing gameplay at some point. Uh, I, I mentioned that the game is going to be cross-gen, so it's going to be on PS5 and PS4, and whereby some people will be like, oh, it's being held back. Uh, at the same token... It is going to be cross-gen? Yeah, yeah, it's cross-gen. But we didn't get an armor core on PS4. The last armor core we got was toward the end of the life cycle of the PS5, so even uh, PS3. So even though it's going to be cross-gen, it's still going to be a peak-level PS4 game, and it's probably going to be enhanced immensely on PS5. And by immensely, I mean like performance mode, fidelity. <laughs> and all kinds of extra little accoutrements that come with the hardware and the controller, as you mentioned earlier. So this is the one and only thing I will be watching most closely for 2023. And once this comes out, like even Diablo 4, Starfield, those are going to consume my life. But Armored Core is definitely going to be putting them on the back burner at the very least until the credits roll or until I complete all the content or until I get the platinum because I've waited for this for a lifetime and I'm not going to waste any spare moment doing anything else when I could be playing on record. AMC, what, you, what else you got for Um, The last big one, Um, there's plenty. There's but, so um, much we aren't able to cover. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, give me a second. Can I get my notes right? But yeah, you know, you couldn't have an event without your boy showing up. No. <laughs> I mean, if, if Jeff Keeley's hosting it, then your boy's got to have something. I mean, he's got he's got to give a little taste. Got to give a little something um, because you know Jeff Keeley doesn't show up, doesn't have an event until your boy Kojima shows up. It ain't a party. It ain't an award show. It ain't. A game awards, unless Odea Kojima makes an appearance, a dub. He has a party and party till I walk in. <laughs> yeah. And he showed up swinging, dick swinging, big dick swinging. Ah, uh, let's see. So this game had already been, I guess, leaked by one of the people that worked on the game. <laughs> 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 and you know, it's funny because, you know, we talk about like how like these big time actors who don't really play video games are now starting to get into, you know, the performances within the games. And when this game was, you know, revealed or leaked by this person without knowingly, without like even really thinking about the fact that he was leaking the game, um, there was some like <laughs> there was still even a little level of doubt there because they're like, he might not even know what game he's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was like he had leaked the game, but then there was also like a, but he could be like just discussing some other 
approach of a project that he was working on and have gotten him confused but no he was right he was he had leaked this game and that being a dub death stranding two two two, two. officially announced let's see so hideo kojima stopped by the game awards to help reveal that death stranding 2 is officially on the way we got an extended look at the sequel to 2019 original and we get a glimpse of fragile and older sam bridges and more let's see um yeah we see this game the baby is i don't, I don't know if it's the baby but there is a baby and it is not in a uh capsule i um, think it's the baby i think the baby's coming <laughs> into his own yeah um what's it called uh you see a, a female character Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Might be Elle Fanning, I think, or Mia Sadu. Yeah. Um, and, you know, things start getting crazy. It's a Kojima trailer, so I don't really know what the hell is going on. The baby at one point starts having these black tears, and then the female character starts getting those them black tears. Um, you see a huge robot contraption. I mean, you played... Did you beat Death Stranding? No, I didn't get past the third chapter. I think I was only about six hours in, but I did get that director's cut. I'm looking forward to going back to it and playing through it because I'm genuinely interested in the game. Like it was, I enjoyed my experience, especially as the gameplay mechanics were being introduced. I think I was just starting to get into, you know, combat with other humans. So, yeah. Uh, I need to go back to it. I am excited for the Death Stranding 2 reveal. Um, unfortunately, because I don't have a lot of experience with the game, I don't understand the significance of a lot of the things that were shown <laughs> in the trailer. However, I'm pretty sure people played through the game and don't understand the significance. <laughs> yeah, it's a coach in the game. You, you ain't going to get it till he says you get it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, a bit of news about Death Stranding 2 revealed on stage when Kojima was giving us the rundown was apparently he had already written Death Stranding 2, but after experiencing the pandemic, he completely rewrote it. <laughs> yeah, so. it did. Uh, it says in the trailer, like, basically because Death Stranding being all about, like, connection in the world needing to be connected and then in a fragmented world <laughs> yeah and then by the end of the trailer is basically saying like is connection a good thing <laughs> paraphrasing but yeah like basically showing the um oh the downsides of connection it's almost even funnier and it's it's like it would have been great if you said elon musk brought, bought twitter and then i decided to rewrite the, rewrite the game because <laughs> he just yeah. saw what happens when shit just gets out of hand at, on a social network mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean shit did pop off during the pandemic and things as things got united things also got more fragmented as people were stuck at home and just sitting online and you know <laughs> keyboard worrying their, their way through the pandemic um yeah, um, maybe Kojima noticed some things there, and he's going to implement that. I mean, we did have, you know, riots <laughs> and protests and things along those lines, um, and you know, a lot of his influence is from from afar, looking at America and seeing what's going on. And maybe he saw some things when things were shut down, and you know, people showing up to protest shooting people things like that and maybe kojima's seeing you know some of the darker sides of society and community and so maybe he's going to implement some of that into this game who knows i mean this this guy is a, a living metaphor so i'm not really sure what he's what story he's necessarily telling at all times but um 
this was definitely a game in Death Stranding that people had written off as, you know, more of Kojima's bullshit, the game where he's filling himself, but like, is 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 the is the game lacking substance, or it, maybe is it all substance but lacking quality? Who knows? Um, but ended up coming out and people loved it. They loved Death Stranding. Took people by surprise. Um, people are it's interesting from a Kojima game. It's now on Xbox, so people are enjoying it over there. And yeah, it's a, a game that has. Um, if anything, yeah, has connected a lot of people to Kojima. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go from here because it was a game that took people by surprise and people ended up loving uh, more than they thought they would. And so, yeah, I want to see where he takes it from here to add to that world and especially with the, um, you know, more time with this hardware on the PS5, um, having more experience with uh that gorilla engine was that the decima engine i don't know that decima that, that, decima. that maximus decima minimus yeah um so yeah having more time with that to see where he could take this game to the next level so yeah interesting game interesting reveal what did you think a dove i am looks awesome we could see your boy norman Reedus back in the mix we get to get back in that world and Getting in that world after we've already gone through the events and the mechanics of the original Death Stranding. So it'll be interesting to see how he builds on it, what he changes, what he adds, what he omits. So, yeah, I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to play it. Maybe so we'll see what happens at that junction. All right, well, anything else from the Game Awards? I know we hit the big stuff or any other quick hits that you would like to get into. I got I got some quick hits for that. Uh, you got, you this is coming from the peanut gallery. <laughs> coming coming from the people. Yeah, some quick coming from the, the quote unquote fans. Yeah. So troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Week week. Week 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 week. Yes. week. Coming sideways at the Game Awards, coming sideways at everything announced. Dude, I saw somebody who said that they watched that more than two-hour presentation and saw nothing they liked. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's just that's just a little taste of what we got for you. So let's get into it. First, Troll says, I'm glad Phil Spencer was there to cheer on everyone else and watch those Game Pass commercials. Uh, the value. So, <laughs> as some people may have noticed or may have been upset about, uh, there was a lot of PlayStation branding on a lot of the games. Of course, some most the multi-platform games are all coming on PlayStation 5 and Xbox. But what we didn't see were any games exclusive to the Xbox platform. So people have been taking taking a little offense to that like this next troll who says xbox brought nothing but ads yeah. <laughs> next troll says in regards to horizon the burning shores i'm not sure why but i'm very oh excuse me this isn't horizon this is diablo this guy says i'm not sure why but i'm very worried about this game i want it to be great but i have a horrible feeling it'll be a shallow money grab full of dlc and skin packs <laughs> Yeah, well, like... first of all, uh, <laughs> skin packs don't affect the game. 
So if you don't want to buy them, then just don't buy them and play the game. What the hell are you worried about? We're about to get greatness. Next troll says the cinematics are way more interesting than the actual gameplay. <laughs> I mean, it's Blizzard. They have a long and storied reputation for making some of the best cinematics ever, <laughs> probably in any medium. It, I mean, it's it it baffles me why they haven't just let whoever is whoever is in that department just make full feature films and you know, enter the market that way. But next troll is saying, I'm just waiting for two days before release when we find out how Activision's monetization team ruins the game. Uh. Activision has a team of people. <laughs> Dedicated to monetization. Yeah, whose only mission in life is to find a way to take things away from you and sell them back. Yeah, uh, paywalls. Yeah, get that bullshit out of here. Diablo's going to be just fine. Next troll says, if it follows the pattern, it'll be a good game by June or so of 2025 when the expansion releases and everything is running smooth. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, people, if... If it follows the pattern, like what pattern? You mean Diablo 3, which is one instance where they put out the game and then significantly changed it over time and improved it to make it an even better game than it already was when it released? Get out of here with that shit. Next show says, can't wait to see how present day Blizzard will ruin this one. All right, that ain't even worth the response. Uh, next troll is coming sideways. At Hades too. They yeah. say not not very interested in the new protagonist at all. I wonder why. Oh, wonder interesting. Why. Not very interested. You can't, I mean, you can't you can't relate to this one. Can't relate. Can't get into. It. <laughs> well, the next troll pulls no punches and is not succinct about their message. They say female protagonist swamp. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> I love the game. But I don't like women. <laughs> Next troll says, I hate roguelikes, but was bullied into Hades, and it was amazing. Well, newsflash, you don't hate roguelikes. Next troll, I'm conflicted on Hades. I really like Supergiant, but all roguelikes are awful. Yeah. Writing off a whole generation. That's crazy. Last all, troll. All roguelikes. Last troll or second to last troll on that one says, but I want Zagreus. <laughs> <laughs> well, then go play Hades. <laughs> want my old shit? Buy my old album. Last troll says, yay, a sequel to the most overrated roguelike ever made. Overrated. <laughs> it was appropriately rated because it was an outstanding game, not just for the genre, but for gaming in general with its just remarkable storytelling and character building and dialogue and how it, how it gave you the illusion of progress that people love so much when you're just doing the same live, die, repeat cycle that all roguelikes have that you guys profess to hate, yet you tolerated it for Hades for some reason. Well, because he's a man, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's amazing to have... Basically, what was probably the best game awards of all time uh, to see a roster of games that alone would make any year great. But being added on to everything that we know is already coming in 2023 and beyond 
just shapes what is looking like one of the greatest years for gaming ever. I mean, Jesus, we still we didn't get to talk about Final Fantasy 16. We didn't get to talk about Blue Protocol. We didn't get to talk about how Amazon and Netflix are, are tipping their hat in the gaming area. And it's actually looking like it's going to pay off for them. And by and large, everything they showed was of quality, was just breathtakingly gorgeous and original. And like, what's there not to love, man? They had something for everybody. We, we didn't even get to talk about that puzzle game where you hold up pictures and then the pictures become real things in the world that you use to navigate. Like, it's... Come on now. There was a, there was getting... a, there was a roguelite Hades. I mean, a uh, Hellboy game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Jesus. We got so much stuff to look forward to, yet people always want to look for the bad side. Always want to look for the other shoe to drop. There's no other shoe. So let's just keep walking into the sunset, enjoying all this greatness, getting ready for what is probably going to be the greatest year that any of us have ever experienced in gaming history. AMC, what you got to say to these trolls? I mean, if you couldn't find one thing to like from this, I mean, you got Breath of the Wild voted as the most anticipated game. There were all these other games that that were announced that I'm sure would fall into that category of most anticipated now. Um, on top of everything that we knew that was coming, uh, and then on top of that, you just saw in every category it was a phenomenal year in gaming. Got a little Gran Turismo, got a little bit of Elden Ring, got a little bit of Horizon, got a little bit of God of War, got a little <laughs> yeah. It just kept going. Splatoon three. So many games. Um, Stray. Great performances. Stray showing up. Great performances. We saw all the actors that got their the accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chris Judge. We even have the non-gaming shit that seems to be fire. I mean, I'm looking forward to just your boy, the Mando, and his take on Joel when it comes to Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And then we also we, we we saw a little bit more of what looks to be the greatest movie of all time, that being the Super Mario movie. Yes, finally um, going to break the, the curse and the stigma of video game movies in one swoop. Yeah, um, so yeah, there's just so much going on. And it's, if you were living, if you watch this and saw that there is nothing good coming, nothing good that came out um, within this year and next year, then you need to step away and you need to work on your gratitudes because you're just not, you're not grateful for anything. You're not happy with anything. There's nothing. You're supposed to be happy to be on this earth and to be able to experience everything that it has to offer. And if you assume that everything that's being offered is crap, maybe it's your mindset that's crap. Maybe need to fix that mindset. But I don't agree with their business practices. Uh, every game has monetization uh. oh i mean the fact that games are sold to you is monetization so i mean that's that's always been the game uh, it's just a shame that it took you this long to figure it out uh to to restate amc's poignant point if you didn't see anything you liked it's time to quit <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else, Ado? One quick hit for that ass. Baldur's Gate 3, August 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so much. 
<laughs> oh, I got another game. Um, so hopefully I'll be done with Diablo by then and I'll be able to play some in. Did they announce that it's definitely coming out on console in August? I'll double check because there seems to be some crosstalk on the net about whether it's PC. It's just a PC release date or if that's also the console. So we'll see as time rolls on. Yeah, but um, I'm super pumped. If it gets if it if that's only the PC version, then maybe that's a good thing because there's just so much that's coming out. I can't wait for just the heavily debated game of the year that we have coming because there's gonna be too many games. Um that's gonna be a heated game of the year race. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna literally be whatever game you connected with most. Like there won't be a I think a consensus, like you know, everybody just agrees Elden Ring dominated. Like I think it's just gonna be like there was so much and it's just I prefer this style of game. And so that was my game of the year. <laughs> As if armored to- if armored core six wins game of the year, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I'm going to be all over the internet talking all kind of shit. Like I told y'all this is the franchise to end them all. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But we'll see what time has to what time tells. Yes. Well, this is control issues. I am the AMC. We are control issues. Thanks, Clint.